Like the modern-day Maharaja rising from the slums of Punjab, we return to you We're again for episode this. seven this is just of be Blind Tag, the, mm. the wrestling show for people who don't like to watch wrestling. My name is Rondell Villano. My name is Matt Raddick. And I promise that might be the last time I do that <laughs> intro. <laughs> Until Jinder is no longer the, the champ. Yeah. How about that? Uh, you know, I'd say There's maybe let's not do that. There's a pay-per-view this weekend. It's going to no, end no, this week. No, he's not competing this weekend. It's oh, a rock exclusive pay-per-view. All right, cool. Perfect. You've got at least a few more weeks ahead of you of, of using. Excellent. Of using I'm the... so excited. Thrilled Sometimes you, I say Ronald. it, bef- like when I enter a room, <laughs> I, just, I just shout that. <laughs> like the Maharaja. He's walking into rising. work in the morning. Good. I'm sure people love that. And I'm sure everyone understands it, too. And yeah, everybody like... knows what I'm talking about every time. Yeah. Because they listen to Blind Tag. <laughs> The wrestling show for people who don't like to watch wrestling. Boy, howdy, do they. Boy, howdy, do they. How many listeners are we at? About 10,000? Uh, yeah, I think somewhere around, uh, around 10,000. Thank 15, you, everybody, 000. so much yeah. to all 10,000 of you. Yeah. It's really 10,001, really really hopefully, by this time next week, because yeah. one of you has told one person you love or hate to mm-hmm. listen to mm-hmm. our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please do tell someone you love or hate about tell our anyone. show. Tell what? literally anyone. If all 10,000 of you do that, they will certainly listen, which means if we'll you, be at 20,000 by next week. If you see someone with an iPhone, even if you're just like at a bar, mm-hmm. if you see somebody who left their iPhone at the bar, mm-hmm. just grab it and open up the podcast <laughs> app that comes built in and yep. subscribe to Blind Tag yep. and then leave a five-star review. Yeah. If they like leave for the bathroom, that's a, you know, write, write a lengthy review. Let us know exactly what you think. It'll be great. At this point, that's literally the only way we're getting new listeners. <laughs> new subscribers, it's, it's new strangers listeners. at the bar. People stealing each other's phones. Yeah, exactly. You have to force us into the ears of other people. <laughs> Please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, shall we talk about actual wrestling instead of oh. just shilling our podcast for an hour? Fine. Okay. If we if we must. if we must if we must, uh, what what should, what do we want to start with here? Uh, do you? I mean, I really don't want to talk about this Alexa Bailey uh, Alexa Bliss segment, but I feel Why? like we should. It was so good. It was a classic callback to uh, to mm. to classic television. Classic television. It was a callback to classic television. Have you heard, had you? Okay, so the segment this week was a was a was a, a WWE classic. Uh, a this is your life segment, wherein Alexa. He puts on her investigative journalist hat and uh, shares all the dirt she can find. Okay, Matt, Bailey. I'm embarrassed for you because it's not a callback to a WWE segment. It's a callback to well, a TV show. Okay. All right. I understand that Were it's a callback. Are you aware of that? Okay. Yes, I understand that it's a callback to a television show. Okay. I'm saying that WWE has been doing this for years. The reason they've been doing this for years is because they once did this with The Rock and Mankind, and it was their highest rated segment of all time. Which you showed me, and I'm I guessing did. this one... Not as highly rated. <laughs> no, I'm, it is not at all. I don't know why they continue to call back to it because I, I was aware in doing the research on this that it was, uh, you know, related to an old television show. But other than that, I hadn't. Have you had you heard of the This Is Your Life television yeah, show? Of course. Oh, well, you're old, so I know. I know a lot about a lot of things that don't matter. <laughs> I know a lot about a lot of things that aren't wrestling. Well, I know a lot about wrestling. So, what it, what a pair we make. So this bit was uh, Alexa. Mocking this is your life mm-hmm. and mocking Bailey by mm-hmm. bringing in uh, her fucking one of her old teachers yeah. and her old best friend and yep. her like first boyfriend. Yep. And it was uh, a comedy bit, <laughs> is what we can call Question it. Mark? The, it had the framework of comedy. 
the comedy wasn't there, but it had <laughs> it had all the parts where I right. I could watch it and identify. Oh, this is this is supposed to be jokes, mm-hmm. but the jokes aren't really here. It's like when you when you watch like a show that's supposed to have a laugh track, but then they cut out the laugh track, and, 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 <laughs> and there's there there are jokes here, and there there's there's but then there's just moments laughter. of like them staring at each other, yeah, like yeah. input applause here, please. And yeah, exactly. It was more of just. Uh, extreme discomfort <laughs> for really everyone involved including the audience uh yeah, including was... the the at the poor actors that they hired to be in part of the, in this segment i i was thinking I, about i don't this. know like, what you're talking they... about oh actors uh, uh i don't know um, so i saw a real life teacher okay yep a real life former best friend who was a little shaky on stage sure sure did not seem like she performed yeah. very frequently in front of well live i mean audiences. it's not like she's a professional you know, right? She's, she's just, a real human you know, being. Bailey chose this path, but her friend clearly did not. And uh, Bailey's disaffected first boyfriend, mm-hmm. who uh, seemed to st- still maybe be harboring feelings, yep. for Bailey, or, or at or... least Bailey's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of talk about <laughs> Bailey's dad, which was I, I don't I don't know if that's been. I, I mean, maybe I don't. Well, like, that was a whole. They've thing, talked right? about. Bailey's family a lot before, and like yeah. how that she was wrestling in front of her family in San Jose when she lost to Alexa. But like, I, I feel don't like feel Alexa's like her dad been targeting her dad, saying, "Oh, I, I made you lose in front of your dad. He's yeah. not going to be proud of you yeah. anymore. He never was proud of you. You have kind of a weird shaped face. Your <laughs> friends don't like you, Bailey. You're a hugger, not a fighter. Your yep. dad never mm-hmm. loved you." Yeah, these are these are the these things are the that things I that these are the things that I to say dad. to myself as I'm lying in bed at night. <laughs> When you go to bed at night, you berate yourself in a, an Alexa Bliss-style teardown, and when you walk in in the morning, you say, like, the modern-day Maharaja. The modern-day Maharaja rising from the slums of Punjab. Welcome to Blind Tech. <laughs> so, so I'm... I'm did, did, this, did this segment work for you, Ron? What did you think as an outsider? I thought it was really long. Yeah, I, like I said. very long. I, it was like 11 minutes long. Yeah, it was incredible. The... It had the framework of comedy. I understand what they were trying to do. Alexa's mm-hmm. just being a jerk, mm-hmm. trying to trying to rile up Bailey before mm-hmm. the uh, the kendo on a pole match, mm-hmm. and um, it was stupid. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It was yeah. I, 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 I get it, but I don't. I wish I hadn't watched it. Yeah, right. I mean, my thought was, I mean, yes, definitely. This was a very very stupid segment, but my. I feel I feel like Alexa really did do the best she could with a bad situation, and I really just don't understand why WWE Creative keeps giving like people this tired segment to do. I think it's because what has the gimmick been? Alexa just gets up there and makes fun of Bailey and yeah, says, "I'm going right. to beat you up." Right. And so they had to be like, "Well, there's not really any depth to this feud." I just feel like I so mean, so let's give it a a thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if she if she wanted to, like. I feel like she could have done all this stuff without the the bad props and without the bad actors in the ring. Like if she wanted to talk about how Bailey had a boyfriend who didn't kiss her or how Bailey's best friend, you know, didn't like hanging out with her or something like that. Like those are all things she could just say. I mean, I guess there's some level of like, oh, I brought proof with me, but it just like it was just so awkward and so so hammy. But I mean, the other thing is like because they're doing this in in the style of a segment that WWE has done many times before, it just like the fans immediately started shitting on it and were just like not having it at all. And they were, you know, there's 15,000 people yelling at all these people in the ring. Uh, Alexa can kind of deal with that better than most can, frankly. But like these other people don't know how to deal with that. You said that her 
best friend, like, you know, was very uncomfortable. Looked nervous. Incredibly. Standing on stage, like I would be doing doing that. Likewise. But I just don't understand. I just feel like there's so many better ways to do this. And it's just a, it's a waste of good talent, which is frustrating. I don't know, man. The feuds, the feud is interesting in and of itself, just because the characters are, uh, are interesting. I guess they're, they're not just like meathead guys who are going to yeah. punch each other until one falls on the mat. Yeah. They're like, they each have their own genuine motivations. Yeah. It sure. seems like, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point actually. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the women's feuds don't get as much screen time as this has gotten, frankly. Uh, you know, I mean, an, an 11 minute segment, even if it's a bad one is frankly a pretty long segment for yep. anything on, on WWE programming, especially for a women's match. So to say that they're getting that amount of time, that is, that is really cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah that's good a good that. point. Um, yeah, and I mean, and again, these are more. There's more depth to this this feud and this conflict than there have been to a lot of other women's feuds in the past. So um, when is this, this weekend? Is uh, Extreme Rules? Yes, this okay. weekend is Extreme Rules. And um, so that's going to be the culmination, mm-hmm. the kendo stick on a pole match, kendo which they I, I they showed how they are going to mount said kendo pole kendo stick on said. Pole. I, I, it's probably because it's like such a stupid premise yeah. that they were like, uh, "We gotta, we keep saying it, yeah. and we better show it, so yeah. that people aren't just like, what the fuck are they talking?'" For about? some reason, in my head, I was picturing more of a like, a, like the pole, the like kind vertical. of stick would be sticking, sticking straight up, yeah. and so they were gonna have to get up and do a kind of sword in the stone move. And yeah, like... that's what I was looking for too. Yeah, but instead, it's just kind of like hanging on a little piece of wire. Hopefully, like, it but like breaks or something. And then why? What's the point of having it on? Like in a corner, if it's like suspended over, like just suspended from the middle of the ring, and because then you would get ladders involved, oh, and ladders are technically um, illegal weapons, in the in know. the rules of this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how. I know how. Come on, on a on a pole match as well. Yeah, um, I listen to the show. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, not not yeah. The, of our of our ten thousand listens, by the way, about nine thousand nine hundred and eighty two of them are me just <laughs> putting it on repeat, just thinking like, what did I? Did I say something wrong? Yeah. Did I say something funny? Trying no, to, was like, was trying I to figure it all week? out. Yeah. And I always know. So to shift gears a little bit, while I, so, so while I do think this feud has been good, there are a lot of women uh, on Raw that are not getting a lot of screen time, as uh, Nia Jax pointed out on Twitter very comically. In yeah, mind. which you just showed to me. Yeah. Uh, Nia essentially said... Uh, okay, so... Just read the tweet back. Okay. We're here. It's 2017. We have the technology. Nia said... Wow, first ever Money in the Bank women's ladder match. Amazing how SmackDown Lies uses their entire women roster every Tuesday. Praise hands emoji. And I kind of got it, but I I didn't. <laughs> so the, the the gist of this is is that on, on Tuesday, uh, they announced that the women of SmackDown are going to have the first ever women's Money in the Bank match uh, at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. That's a so big deal. That is a big deal. It's, a, it's great news. Um, so not only is there going to be a six-man Money in the Bank match. There's going to be a five-woman Money in the Bank match uh, at Money in the Bank. So why is Nia so mad about it? Well, I mean, I think Nia seems frustrated because she is not on Raw programming whatsoever, which is really a shame because she's been great. She hasn't been on since she announced that she was Alexa's new best friend. Like, she could have at least... She could have come in and, I don't know, beat up Alec- or Bailey's old best friend or something like that or somehow been involved in this. But she's just been off air completely, which is a real bummer. Um, and meanwhile, all of the SmackDown women are participating in this match and getting, you know, getting their own like little bit of time in the spotlight. Though I will say the way that this Money in the Bank match came together was just pretty, pretty preposterous. I believe I sent you the clip of how this all happened, right? 
Um, no. Well, if I did, did you? Maybe. Who knows? So th- what was supposed we to We should know. <laughs> <laughs> we should be able to... Is this... Uh... Yeah, so... Oh, what... Okay, so you abbreviated it as MITB, which I thought was Men in the Black. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought they were doing like a like an Aliens vs. Human, kind of like a oh, Men in boy. the Black. A Men in Black like a Kind of like a Space Jam type of wrestling match. <laughs> a gritty, a gritty reboot. A gritty of, reboot of Men in Black starring a bunch of wrestlers. Uh, no, and not Mo- Men in the Black. That is Money in the Bank. Men in, uh, <laughs> Men in the Bank. <laughs> so what was, suppo- what was supposed to happen? Men in the Back, right? Because this is a ladies-only match. Men in the Back. <laughs> Women up front. That's Women exactly front. what's going on here. Okay, yeah. So Shane McBoy comes out Shane and he McBoy. says... All you ladies keep fighting when the match hasn't even started. Yeah. Okay. Right? So th- I was like, I was watching this out of the corner of my eye while I was at my capital J job. Sure. And uh, not super paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so the the what was supposed to be happening is there was a, a fatal five way match between all all five SmackDown women to determine the number one contender for Naomi's championship, and they were supposed to have a singles match at uh, at Money in the Bank. But before the match even got started, the women all started brawling. Uh, you know, lots of High flying, high stakes action was occurring, culminating in Charlotte throwing Natalia through a table, which was amazing. Um, oh, that looked rough. I did see that. Yeah, it looked like it probably hurt quite a bit, uh, but was also pretty sick to watch. So then Shane comes out to his music and then just like spends some time up on the stage, like, you know, glad handing around and like shaking hands with the people and dancing and stuff like that. And then he comes out to the ring, not concerned for any of his employees and being like, are, are you all okay? Someone just went through a table, like not, not, not worried about it at all. He's just like, wow, you guys got a lot of great energy out here. You guys are really fired up about all this. And then says, you know what? Let's just make another match. Forget this match that I was going to have. Let's do another one instead. And just throws all that out the window. But I was just, it was just hilarious to me that, like, this guy's role is the commissioner of this. All these people are his employees. He's responsible for making their matches and presumably their well-being, taking care of them. You know, oftentimes when, you know, Roman Reigns is getting flipped in an ambulance or whatever, what's his name? Kurt Angle will come out and check and see how everybody's doing, make sure everything's okay. You would think that Shane McMahon would be doing that too, but no, no, no. He just like, came out and kind of gawked at yeah, it. Yeah, he's and like, wow. Like, wow, look wow. at this. You look, look at this like mess. you really hurt yourself. That's great. Let's have another one. Let's do a match with that. Let's, let's include ladders in this. Let's legitimize this. Yeah. But all that said, uh, a women's money in the bank match is going to be really, really sweet. I'm pretty pumped for it. Actually, explain to me in money in the bank again. Is this you get mm. you get to then challenge the 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 top dog whenever you want? Correct. Yes. Okay. So, so who's the top dog right now? Who, who would be challenged? The top dog is Naomi, and presumably is the well. So the thing is, is is if they were just competing for the number one contendership, uh, it, it would be pretty straightforward. They would make a match almost immediately for. I mean, the 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 this fatal five way match was going to determine the number one contender at Money in the Bank. The fact that this is a Money in the Bank contract winner adds a, a really cool cog to it because it basically means that they can mat- make a match at any time. So Naomi will continue to right. feud with whoever, who have matches with whoever, and whoever wins this match will have the opportunity to just cash that in at any time uh, and make a new match. So it adds just like a, I don't know, an element of intrigue, of, of drama to everything because there's always this like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, this this thing could happen Could it happen time. in the middle of a match? It could. It has. Yeah, yeah. At WrestleMania 31, uh, in the middle of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, Seth Rollins came out, cashed in Money in the Bank, and uh, like in the middle of the match, so he effectively effectively turned it into a three way match, and then he ended up winning because he's the best. So when you when you cash in, it doesn't cancel out the current match. 
No, it just like it. it just continues on. I mean, so I w- my, well, my thinking was if uh, if somebody is wrestling Naomi and mm-hmm. they basically like knock her out right before they pin her, whoever has has won the Money in the Bank match, can they just be like, nope, I'm I'm in, and then just yeah. take the pin and and walk away victorious? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, I mean, both people would have to be right knocked okay. out, right? Because there would be an, another person involved in this. The I guess more traditional way that a money in the bank cash in is done is uh, you will take advantage of someone after they have already like lost a match or have already finished. Right. A match. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my other Ta- you know, kick them when they're down. Exactly. One of my other favorite cash in moments was uh, Dolph Ziggler, who is competing in Money in Bank this year. Um, it was after I believe WrestleMania 29, uh, the day after WrestleMania 29 at Raw, he cashed in on Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship. What a name! Yeah, and it was like right after Del Rio had finished up this really brutal match, he was like nursing a knee injury, and he he like it flared up during that match. So Ziggler comes out, shoves the contract in the ref's hand, says to start the match. He rings the bell, and then just immediately starts just like kicking him in the knee. He like puts it on the ropes and like bends his knee in half and stuff like that, and then. You know, Jeez. hits his finisher on him. He was a heel at the time. Is still a heel now. Uh, hit his finisher on him, pins him, wins the championship then and there. And it was sweet. And, like, nothing good ever happened to Dolph Ziggler, so it was a really nice moment for Has him. Has Dolph ever not been a heel? Yeah. He, he was. Seems, uh, he's, he, he's got the face of a heel. He does. I, I think he is face. generally, like, pretty much always better as a heel. Um, but he has worked babyface fairly recently. Um he turned sometime in the last like six months when while well, he's been working on SmackDown, but uh, I think he works better as a heel. He's got a very heel face, got a very yeah. heel look. He like he looks like he's someone who uh, you know is very pretty. Uh, wants to, I don't know. He wants to get all the ladies. What are you he's like a to real. Say? I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to say he like he he uh, positions himself as like a bastard. ladies man. Yeah, kind of guy. That's like he's a, he's bastard. someone who would steal your girlfriend and then steal the show. I'm Dolph Ziggler. I'm an '80s bad guy. That kind Perfect. Of so yeah, this money in the bank match uh, should be pretty sweet. I'm excited to see to see what happens. Again, I mean they they've never done that with the women before, and so I'm also personally hoping that they try and get more people involved in it because I think that Oscar uh, from NXT in particular would be a great addition to this match. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Anyway, I guess moving back to Raw for a moment. There's a uh, there's some mystery, some intrigue. Yeah, this is uh, I'm really into this. Yeah, I like these backstage stories. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, backstabbing going on. Mm-hmm. It seems mm-hmm. there's a lot of twist endings. So, so there's a lot so, of Shamalalons, M Night Shamalalons <laughs> happening. Shamalan. I, did, I didn't know that was a. I didn't know that was a That's noun. A term. Now. A Shamalan. Um, so break this down for the people. What's going on on Raw? Uh, Enzo keeps getting his ass kicked <laughs> backstage. Well, I mean, like, that usually happens, but like, what's what's new here? Backstage, I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> new. I I just I live in the moment of wrestling. I have no no wow. backstory to come. How carpe right. diem? So uh, I guess Enzo Enzo Amore, this little twerp, keeps just like people keep finding him backstage, just knock the fuck out, yep. and nobody knows who's beating him up, and they're trying to figure it out. Big well, Cass, okay. his best buddy, yes, his big okay. best buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is super pissed about it, mm-hmm. which is kind of incriminating. Uh, the one dude who's announcer, who's an announcer who looks like he was a kid who was in a hardcore band in high school <laughs> and just didn't stop getting tattoos and then tried to clean himself up so he could get a real job, that's, but he could probably only get a job at a tattoo parlor. That's Corey Graves. That guy is uh, involved somehow, too. Mm-hmm. He seems interested. He's got he's got the scoop. Yeah. What right. is that guy's name? Corey Graves. 
Corey Graves. Corey Graves. He was a wrestler, but then he got too many concussions, so he couldn't wrestle anymore. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a well, bummer. It happens. Yeah. He looks like a guy who wanted to be a wrestler. He does. He sure does. Um, so he knows some info, mm-hmm. which he told to Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Like like Nick Carraway from Great Gatsby. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know. I just have this information. People like to tell me things. Like, what? What the fuck are you? Like, I, d- you I do kind of up. like this This thing where like you know Corey graves has kind of got like an like an inside man somewhere he's got like an informant or something like that but this is literally the first time this has been mentioned at all and they brought it up twice like they brought it up in this weird segment with kurt angle uh, where you know someone is apparently blackmailing kurt angle they brought it up in this big cast feud and he said that you know he thinks it's cast and he's a guy that knows things and it might be in the big kit cast came out and intimidated him yeah they shook hands do you think uh, uh do you think Corey is gonna make a return to the ring with no big cast no i do not he like might literally die if he yeah i think he's like one okay. of those people like the, like yeah i mean I, I mean it'd be a cool way to get him get him back in sure but i mean he, I, could, I, he could certainly work as like a manager or something like that yeah. but i person he's my, my favorite person on commentary so i would be really disappointed if okay. he left the left the desk and if the extent of his injury is actually life-threatening then it yeah. would probably not be a good idea yeah. they actually had a really cool little um I, I forget what it was a part of but a little thing about him on on the wwe network and just talking about his story and like he was someone i never really cared about that much but like hearing about his life is definitely a thing like I've always wanted to be a wrestler, and he was, you know, working in NXT for a while and doing a pretty good job. But they were just like, "Listen, we can't have you do it anymore." And it was it was really cool that they were able to like give him a job. How long has he been desk. around? Um, I'd say like four or five years. He now. looks like a highly tattooed twelve year old. <laughs> he does have kind of a baby face. I don't think he's that old. I don't know how old he is, but um, yeah, I mean, he was pretty he was pretty young when they told him he couldn't do it anymore. It's a real bummer. I'll do some independent research and figure out see if you can verify those facts well i i I am trying to uh look into the mystery of who's beating the shit out of enzo yeah and so i feel it would be amazing if it was Corey graves that would be a real plot twist that would be a great well that's that's what big cast thought yeah or no no no. cast thought that uh Corey was was accusing him him. yeah that's right which it's probably him huh i mean (laughs) (laughs) so the other thing that's interesting about this is that uh wwe is running a poll on their website uh and asking asking the WWE Universe, who they think Enzo's attacker is. And the leading vote-getter was none other than Big Cass. So maybe maybe it was him. I don't know if that's if that's, if that's that's a work, if WWE is trying to you know throw the scent off the revival or something like that. I, I don't know. You you sent me a, a link to an article where they kind of were breaking down this, mm-hmm. this whole seats, yeah. thing that was happening and that, that poll was included in the article. I read the comments, mm-hmm. which I don't normally do. Mm. And one person suggested, I assume as a joke, but what if it's uh, different people doing it? Okay. And then I thought it would be great if it wasn't even like a mystery. It was just like people backstage just seeing him and being like, hey, fuck you, Enzo. (laughs) And then just like knocking his ass out because he's like a little twerp. Yeah. I don't like his character. I think I saw something on Twitter the other day too that was like, what if it's just Enzo? Like what if he... Like getting drunk or something or just like... What if he's just a big klutz and he just like keeps tripping over stuff backstage and hurting himself and there's just all this drama. That'd be a twist I could get into if it was just like him doing it to himself on accident Mm -hmm. or if it was... It's just literally no one likes him and no everybody's just <laughs> bullying him and just knocking him out and each time he wakes up he's like oh i don't i don't know i, I didn't see him or he was like a really big guy uh, i, did, I yeah. didn't see what happened yeah Maybe. he had a mask on uh. <laughs> he's really big he's got a beard he's got long hair everybody's just gonna think it's roman reigns or literally anybody else or, on the roster, or braun Strowman, or seth rollins or aquaman or aquaman could be anybody um i i'm really hoping that it is uh, or big the, cast, uh, the drifter 
That guy. Oh yeah, it could be it could be Elias Sampson. Elias he's a, he's Sampson. a meanie. I do I do kind of hope that it is big cast because I've been I think the big cast Enzo thing has kind of run its course for me. It's become very uninteresting, uh, and I think turning them heel and giving big cast a chance to have a singles run would be really really interesting. But I have liked working the revival into this too, and I think that maybe what they'll do is they'll have everybody's thinking it's the revival when they're ready to go. They'll have some matches with big cast and Enzo. Uh, which will eventually culminate in like the reveal that Big Cass was actually doing it all along or something like that. That would be really interesting. That would be cool. Who knows? But somebody on Twitter mentioned that our conversation about Alexa and Naya mm-hmm. is like uh, Lenny and George from uh, <laughs> of Mice and Men. But that's actually how I feel about Big Cass and Enzo. Yeah. Like Cass is just kind of lumbering around, and he does. I feel like he doesn't talk much, and apparently when he does, he gets angry because he thinks he's being accused <laughs> of beating up his best friend. <laughs> And uh, Enzo is just like this little guy who keeps getting kicked around. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about the rabbits, Enzo. <laughs> tell, tell me about the rabbits, That's Enzo. pretty much all. I, I read Of Mice and Men at some point, but I, that's pretty much all I remember is tell me about the rabbits. I just listened to the hardcore band. Ah, okay. Nice. That's very good. Good for you. But I do, uh, as I said. hardcore? What? What were, what were they? I think they're more of the metalcore. Metalcore. Variety. Yeah. yeah. I shot them at a at a show once. Oh God, are they okay? <laughs> Photos of them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Ron. Thank you. Um, I I do really like what the revival is doing. This hey, I'm I'm glad that they're like getting screen time again. So the metalcore revival. Yes, I was glad that the metalcore revival is happening. Glad for everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that the re- the revival being back on screen this early is a really good sign because they. The, what I had can't tell the two of them apart either, but the one that got injured seemed like it was a pretty bad injury, and it seemed like he could have been out for a long time. Yeah, one of these guys has his jaw wired shut. Yeah, right? he like is that real? Jaw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. He broke it. I think I don't know if it was in a match or if it was unrelated, but uh, yeah, he broke his jaw real bad right after he they de- their team debuted like the day after WrestleMania. So they're like the the number one uh, number one contender for being the bad guys in this. In this mystery beating up of Enzo, correct? Yes, basically, yeah. The, the, they're in the in one of the clips I sent you. They showed that they were they were lurking around Just backstage last around, week yeah. when Enzo first got attacked, and you know, Cass is like, "It must be them. They're bad guys." They, it, it must be their fault. I also just really like them like being like, oh, this is trying, some gotcha journalism here <laughs> trying to... Like, That's pretty good. It's it, I, don't, I don't know if this is exactly what they're trying to do, but it seems like a sort of tongue-in-cheek view of like, you know, people saying fake news and all that kind of stuff, which which is fun. I think it's I think it's clever to say that these these are very clearly the bad guys and then they're the ones making that argument. Is, I'm, I'm into that. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I mean, it was pretty funny how they were like, oh, we're... We, we weren't even there. And then they were yeah. like, oh, well, there's a video yeah, we of were, you. And okay. they were like, well, we work here. Of course we were here. We weren't doing anything, but we're supposed to be here. Exactly. It's great. Those those guys are really great. And I'm, I'm excited to see them back in, in the ring very soon. Uh, speaking of tag teams, let's talk about SmackDown and everyone's favorite favorite tag team, The New Day. Well, yours. Well, well, your favorite. Many people's. I many, would say. I would, they, they seem like fun guys. Yeah. Do you you know like n- almost nothing about these guys, right? I've seen them around. They okay. Like, they like booties or something. <laughs> they do like booties. Hey, who doesn't? I mean, don't we all? Don't uh, we all? They yeah. So you watched WrestleMania with me. Uh, I did. They did not wrestle there, but they were the hosts there. They, they were hosts. They were Final all Fantasy decked out costumes. In, in Final Fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, like uh, Shinsuke. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the newest member of the New Day, uh, but they're back and they're ready to throw down with the Usos, 
which was which was great. What so what did you think of this? Like to, My, th- for me, this is this is classic New Day stuff. This is them doing what they always do. I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. But I feel like it is a little bit weird to like come in cold to their kind of gimmick their shtick my biggest takeaway from this whole thing was that the usos use the term oos like the smurfs use the term smurf (laughs) and they just kind of interjected into their sentences Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what the hell is that i do i do think that oos is actually like like a it's a pretty common term i don't know if it's if it's uh like a particular in particularly a samoan term or what i'm gonna look at this is just me being culturally unaware this is you being culturally unaware yes oos is a Samoan slang term. It okay. literally means brother. So oh, them God. being the Usos and calling each other Us. Okay, so they it's are, relevant. Yeah. It makes sense. It's so that's that's negative one points for Ron for being one a for me. cultural I, jerk. I failed today. You did. You goofed it. Right. Um, so yeah, that's why they say Us. I guess about the new day in general. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> now that you're one point. <laughs> now that I'm one point in the negative, let me say something nice about these guys. <laughs> sure. Uh, they seem like fun guys. No, I mean I've I've seen them talk before right. and like. I saw him at WrestleMania, and I, I don't really understand what their gimmick is, but they seem like they're having a good time doing it. Right, and so I can see how they're like a pretty good face team and yeah, uh, a good face to the Usos heel. Yeah, we. I mean, we we should really talk more about the New Day later as this feud becomes more and more central. I'm sure we will, but they have they have a pretty interesting story as a. As a as individuals and as a group, and their kind of like arc through the WWE has been particularly interesting. Basically, they were given a really shitty gimmick, and they turned it into literal gold. They sell all the T-shirts, they sell all the merch, and they are hilarious. So, when you have uh, three people on your team, and you're going to mm-hmm. go into like a tag team match against mm-hmm. two people, mm-hmm. how do you do? Do you just choose two of you who are going to fight? Yes, you choose okay. two. The uh, the technical rule is called the Freebird rule, uh, and it basically means that the that when the New Day wins the championship, they are all three champions, but anytime they have a match, they wrestle against two people. The the Wyatts also did this uh, when it was Randy, uh, Luke, and uh, Bray. Ah, the, the, you know, the main Wyatt guy. <laughs> the main one, yeah. <laughs> the big guy. Um, the only actual Wyatt. Right. When they held the tag team titles, they the, the same rule applied to them. Speaking of Randy, speaking he made of Randy, an appearance, he said some some rough. He did say things. some rough stuff. Uh, boy, boy, what is there to say about Randy Orton? I don't like him. I thought you liked him. No, I mean, I th- I, I think I did, and he's then I and then I realized I he's a lot older than I thought he was. Yeah, he is. He's kind of an old guy, uh, which is weird. But yeah, man, he's just like a real jerk. He said a lot of sort of off color things. Uh, in his public yeah, life. Yes and no. I mean, he was, I feel like he was, they were, he was leaning into the gender is not an American, which right. gender has been leaning into as right. well. And just saying like, my family is like an American family and I'm going to fight for America. And it just like, I don't know, it came across as shitty. I feel like we do this every episode. Somebody says something <laughs> that we're like, hey, this could have been handled better. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the WWE. Like, that's how it works. Yeah. I, I think for me, this just like, now, especially after everything that happened last week, and uh, like I mean, frankly, everything we kind of learned about gender and his cultural background, and you know, we talked about last week. Like I'm 100 percent in gender camp now, and then Randy comes out and says this, and I'm just like, man, you're a jerk. I like to me, Randy is the heel, and and gender is a face, and I'm just like, I want all the good things to happen. In gender. The mom. lines are definitely blurred, right? Which I mean, in some ways, is kind of the most interesting story, right? It's. It's a little. It's much more nuanced and interesting when it's not clear who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. You know, these guys are both essentially playing kind of anti-heroes, just two different sort of audiences. 
But the problem is that I'm pretty sure we're supposed to think Randy's just the straight well, hero. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a very valid point indeed. Uh, I'm I'm rejecting the WWE narrative and writing writing my own, subscribing to my own. Did anything actually happen here, or was this just Randy calling out Jinder for a potential future fight? Yeah, I mean they they have a match at Money in the Bank. They do have a a planned future fight. So yeah, this is okay. just kind of like building towards that. I think. Uh, Jinder wasn't there for whatever reason, so they didn't have, he would, neither of them had matches, which, I mean, is frankly good. They don't need to wrestle every, every week. Uh, and then Jinder, you saw, you know, had his recorded segment that he beamed in and, you know, talked down Randy and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, you know, Randy talking shit, Jinder talking some shit, a lot of people talking shit. It was fine. It was fine. It was wrestling. I just don't like Randy Orton. It could I'm have been handled him. better. We're, we have a feud right now. We're beefing. You, you and Randy? Yeah. What's the, uh. What's the premise? Uh, What's the he, gimmick? He sucks, and I rule, and I have a successful podcast. <laughs> and he doesn't, so take that, Randy. Randy you're Orton. not one of the half dozen wrestlers with a successful podcast. Yeah, that's so right. Get on our level, yeah. dog. Right. Snake boy. Um, to turn back to, to New Day for a moment, I was really concerned. Well, okay, so... New Day immediately being uh, shoved into a title match with the Usos is a little bit weird because they've been gone and they haven't really earned their spot, so to speak. But the other thing is it really had me worried that that meant Brizango was going by the wayside because I was just like... they did not. But boy, they they did not. They were in in prime form this week. Uh, Had another episode of Fashion Files, a noir-themed episode. Maybe my favorite one. I think my favorite as well. It was really good. They they had uh, Fandango wandering around in a trench coat pulling out a squirt gun and, and firing at people. They had well, this one was it was called The Man Who Knew Too Little. The Men Who Knew Too The Men Who Knew Too Little, which is a uh, riff on Alfred Hitchcock's two films, The Man Who Knew Too Much mm-hmm. and then I guess also the comedy spoof starring Bill Murray called The Man Who Knew Too Little. Mm, okay. Which is not really a spoof, just kind of a not great movie. <laughs> uh but this kind of fell squarely in the middle. Yep. But it was I would say one of my favorite of the fashion. Would you say file. it was better than both of uh, both the the, the Hitchcock, Hitchcock film and the Bill Murray film? No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me that WWE is not producing better films than Alfred Hitchcock? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I would say that this fashion file was it even called Fashion Files or was it called something else? It was. It was Fashion Files. Okay, I couldn't remember if there was a different name on the mm-hmm. title card. This may have been my favorite one. Yeah, likewise. This was very funny. There was a whole mind-reading bit that just <laughs> made no sense at all. I forgot about that. Every but time we really talk funny. about these, I just, like, there's so many, like, little stupid details that, like, I don't, like, I forget because it's, like, these are just packed full of comedy gold. Yeah. That's great. I a lot of, lot of visual gags. Yeah. A lot of The whole, like, silhouette thing with, gags. and then Tyler Brett Breeze comes out, and then Fondango later compliments him on his low-cut V-dress. It's just, it's just all great. Again, if, you, if you're not watching wrestling, because you have way better things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, take three minutes out of your week. Take your three minutes. Take week. three minutes and, and, and watch, watch this battle. clip Yeah, that, is, that you'll be able to find in the description of this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> as long as I remember to put it there. Surely. Um, so I think that about covers all the sort of new new news. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. What, what happened after Fashion Files? Didn't they have a match? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So there, the the conclusion of their investigation, they found some cologne in, in, with, oh, in yeah. with their stuff. So naturally, they had a wrestling match with the colognes. And it was great. 
I mean, you could really like loosely call it a wrestling match. There was lots of mops. There was lots of squirt gun gags. It was great. Costume yeah. changes. It was a classic Brizongo. Classic Brizongo. Classic Brizongo. My favorite guys. <laughs> as <laughs> been I around know. for as four I or five classic. weeks now. Classic. It was also really great, though. Very fun. Just like that classic wrestling bit, This Is Your Life. Yeah, just, you know, lots of callbacks going on this week. It was great. Some to four weeks ago, some to like 15 years ago, some, and also kind of like 50 years ago. Though I guess the, the fashion battle thing is also kind of a callback to 50 years ago. That's a callback to, I want to say, closer to 70 years ago. Really? Wow. And then the remake, I, I think the original movie was from the late 20s or early 30s. Really? Yeah, and right. then Hitchcock remade it. He remade his own film. Oh, he remade wow. okay. it in, uh, God, probably the 50s. So, that's, yeah, that, I mean, that's when, what I assumed it was when it was the 50s, but I didn't know it was a Yeah, it was, I, I think it was one of his first films. Wow. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, Google it. Yeah. I mean, it's probably on Wikipedia. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> you, gotta, you probably got a phone in your hand. Wikipedia.org. <laughs> they're probably asking you for money. Yeah, they when usually you go are. on there. But that's cool. Film school with blind tag. This anyway. Is, this is blind tag. The <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock... A uh, film podcast fancast. for people who don't watch films. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about wrestling. Uh, so Extreme Rules is this Sunday. This uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's been a ripe two weeks since our last pay-per-view. Uh, are you prepared? Man. It really it, is. It, so is this a Raw exclusive This is a Raw pay-per-view? exclusive pay-per-view. And I'm pretty sure Money in the Bank is in two weeks from now. So we're just like really in the thick of... That's dumb. We should just change the show to only be for <laughs> fucking pay-per-views. Like it doesn't make sense to do it at all. There's so much happening though. We got to talk about it all. Uh, do you want to go ahead and and pick make our extreme rule selections now? Yeah, I'd okay. love to, I'd love to hear what yep. you think. We'll listen back and uh, and put together the card, and you guys can uh, watch along with us yeah, and right. see how dumb we are. See who wins and who see loses. Who wins? Uh, Matt is the current reigning champ yep. of the blind tag uh, pay per view. Uh, belt pay per view. <laughs> I don't know. Paper the belt. blind tag tag team championship. But only one person can have it at a time. The Blind Tag Team Championship. I did. We we did get a prize. We'll have to share that later too. You, yeah. You bought me a prize. Anyway, okay. Let's pick this card. Uh, first, we got Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Who you got, Ronnie? The only name I know is Sasha Banks. <laughs> Noam Dar. <laughs> I, I think it's actually planet, no What Amber. planet is Noam Dar from? <laughs> uh. Who's the face in this? Who's the heel team? The faces are Rich Swan and Sasha Banks. They're going to win. the heel is Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. I'm giving it to Sasha. Yeah? Yeah. What what makes you think that, Ron? Guys, I don't fucking care because I don't know <laughs> any of these people because I don't want a guy named Noam Dar to be... <laughs> To be the the whatever are they even is this a title match? Nope. What is this? No, it's just a mixed tag team match. God, so it doesn't matter at all. Nothing matters. Ah, fucking Sasha. This is the nihilism bull. <laughs> uh, I don't even yeah. know who Alicia Fox is. Alicia Fox is great. Alicia Fox has been around for a while, and what's what's disappointing about this is Alicia Fox and Sasha Banks have had a couple of matches lately, and they've all been pretty good. Alicia Fox is a pretty darn good wrestler that doesn't get a lot of time uh, in the ring. Um, she just kind of. I don't know, not, not had a lot of time in the spotlight for whatever reason. And Sasha Banks is obviously the best. So it would have been great if this was just like a one-on-one match between them and, you know, them settling a full feud. But instead, this is something to do with Noam Dar, who is Alicia Fox's on-screen boyfriend, having some kind of beef with Noam Dar. 
Welcome to the battle against Nomdar. What's this guy's gimmick? I've no, I don't know. He's a he's a cruiserweight. I think he's just like pretty or something like that. I don't know. I I haven't been watching his stuff because it's not very important. And he I'm apparently has some kind of beef for human flesh. <laughs> human flesh pleases Nomdar. I shall eat Sasha Banks this R- Sunday at Extreme Rules. Can we get our whole podcast <laughs> with Nomdar next time? Uh, special guest with Nomdar. Nomdar. Uh, so who are you going with? Sasha I mean, I'm, and I'm going with Swan and Banks as Richard well. Richard Swan. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that Banks should be losing to anyone in this feud. Even if this was just Noam Dar versus Sasha Banks, there's no way that she should be losing. She's Is great. it Noam? I think it's Noam. It's Noam. N-O-A-M. Like Noam Chomsky. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, he's losing. So who cares? Let's move on. So we have uh, our first extreme rule match. We have a submission match for the Cruiserweight Championship between Neville, the current champion, and Austin Aries. Whoever loses is going to get eaten by Noam Dar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the loser's prize. <laughs> is he, your flesh gets taken by Noam Dar. Oh, my gosh. Uh, boy, howdy. I'm going to see this guy, and he's not going to be anywhere nearly as fun as my version of him. No, he's not. He's definitely not. You've got way more, you've put way more character into Noam Dar than mm. he's put in his whole career. Uh, well, I think if he eats Neville, he'll die. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to guess uh, and Neville is the current champ. So Neville is the current little, champion. Yeah, that's what the C there is for. C mm-hmm. in parentheses, like copyright. Mm-hmm. Neville. Um, who won at the last thing? That they- Neville. Neville one? Yeah. Uh, I guess it's going to go to Austin then, huh? Well, not necessarily. So, I mean, to be fair, they've had a bunch of matches in between uh, where they've, you know, traded wins and losses here and there. Just non-title bouts, tag but team this, matches. But this is the like championship that. But this is for thing. the championship. Neville, Neville threw it last time so that he could win it. So that he could win. Yeah, yeah. it's going to go to Austin. All right. I, I think I'm still going with Neville here. I think... I. I do think that we're getting to be the time where where Austin deserves to to take the championship, but I just it just doesn't feel quite right. And I think Neville has been still too good as a champion. To they've also been sort of incorporating uh, some other people into this. They've been having tag matches with uh, TJP working with Neville and God, with I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Jack Gallagher. There's a lot of things going on. The crew. This is the this is the 205 Live cruiserweight stuff. I don't pay that much attention to this stuff. I'm a bad wrestling fan. Just shaking my head. So yeah, I think I think. I think I'm going to go with Neville. So I think it. I think it makes more sense for him to keep it. We'll see though. I do think. I do think Austin Aries' time is coming soon. He will hold the championship sooner or later. I'm sure of it. But not. But not this day. Okay. Next we have a steel cage match for the tag team championship: the Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I think we're we're both going to answer the same because we kind of talked about this on okay. a different episode and that I convince you. Knowing how storytelling usually works in a medium that isn't terrible, uh-huh. which is my only <laughs> it's a very caveat important here, caveat. I believe that Cesaro and Sheamus will win because you believe that uh, they're going to break the Hardy Boys. Yes, yeah, so they're going to hashtag break them. So, so they would have to lose. I at, I at first when I saw this, I thought the Hardy Boys would win because Cesaro and Sheamus are they turned heel and like fuck this whole thing up between right. them. But then I thought about what we said, what you said, mm-hmm. what I listened to <laughs> 10,000 times on repeat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, uh, I guess if WWE has the rights to this, this broken gimmick, right, right. 
then it's yes, I believe Cesaro and yeah. Sheamus will be victorious. Yeah. I am also saying that. I think Good, partially. thank God, or else that would have just blown <laughs> the whole premise of my thing away. This is why I always make you choose first. Um, my other thought is this, is that this is a steel cage match. And we talk, I think, I'm not sure if we talked about this on air, but we talked about it briefly. Uh, this The stipulation for this match was determined in a match between Matt Hardy and Sheamus that Matt Hardy won, meaning that he got to choose what the stipulation was. The Hardys, as you may know, are known for their uh, ladder match work. They, they've been in some of the greatest ladder matches of all time. They were in that ladder match at WrestleMania. They jumped off some really tall ladders and did some crazy shit. That's kind of their bread and butter. So to me, it was really weird that they didn't choose to make this a ladder match. And I think because they didn't choose to make it a ladder match, because it's a steel cage match instead, I do think that Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win for that. I, th- I also think just like the way that they work, work makes much more sense for a steel cage. We shall see. They love the Hardys right now. And Cesaro is my favorite wrestler currently. Same. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad we can agree on something. Well, completely different reasons. But uh, go back and listen to episode six if you'd like the reason. The full Why Ron likes... Oh, wait. Shit. That's like episode five, I think. It's whatever one is called Legend of Cesaro, Breath of the Hot Dad. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah. I think it's episode five. Yeah. I think you're right. If you'd like the... It's like a like a choose your own adventure thing. Yeah. If you'd like the answer, if you'd like for the why answer, Ron likes Cesaro. Yeah. Go listen to episode five. Next, we've got a kendo stick on a pole match for the women's championship between Alexa Bliss and Bailey. Who do you think this is going to go to, Matt? You're making me pick. Yeah, I'm going to make you pick. I think it's going to go with Alexa Bliss. I think it. I, I really, really hope it goes with Alexa Bliss. As I said previously, I am. I think that the they need to take a break from swapping the the title every single match. Um, and I just think that, I mean, this this the stipulation for this match so much favors Alexa Bliss. It would be kind of out of character for Bailey to to win. You know, she still hasn't proven that she's willing to get extreme. So I think it, it's much more in Alexa's favor. And I'm I just want I, I think that she's been a great champion so far. And I think that Bailey is a much more interesting character when she's chasing the title. So all right, I agree with you. I think Alexa Bliss is going to win, okay. but I think it's for a different reason. Why? My reason is. I would really, really like to see a Bailey heel turn. I mm. want to see like the the Street Fighter Two style Dark Ken or uh, <laughs> that was Evil Ken, Dark Ryu, Dark Bailey. Her just coming out in like the same jumpsuit but all black, and her just being angry and possessed, and she okay. Uh, like a like, like, a, like a, a broken season, like a season six Willow like a like a hashtag broken Bailey <laughs> broken Bailey. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great idea. I'd like to see that happen. I don't think it's going to. I don't think But so I maybe. think Alexa will win, and I would like to see that. I'd like for that to be how the story progresses. Uh, since we both agreed on this one, let's add one more to the the card, mm-hmm. if you will. Okay. Um, who do you think is going to get the kendo stick? Who's going to get it? Hmm, interesting. So I don't actually know how this works. I think once it gets taken down from the pole, I think it's like fair game. I think it's just whoever gets it first. Like, obviously, they get kind of first stab at it. Hmm. I, I'm i going to say that Bailey gets it. Okay, I think I'm, Alexa's going to get it. Okay. All right, we'll see. That's a, that's, a, that's a good little prop bet you put together there, Ronnie. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I think it would make sense for Bailey to get it, but then basically, like, kind of fail to use it. Not, not fail, so to speak, but just, like, not be able to, like, will herself and do it. And then Alexa takes advantage of that and wins because she's the best. Because she's the goddess. The goddess. Alexa Bliss. 
The next match. <laughs> Intercontinental Championship match between Dean Ambrose and The Miz. The stipulation here is that if Dean is disqualified, he loses the title. He does not have championship advantage. It's going to The Miz. It's got to be going to The Miz. He did That's too much setup. That's such a goofy-ass stipulation. Yeah. The only thing that makes sense did is Did too much setup to not, to not get it. Yeah, exactly. I think the drifter is going to come in, and he's going to... And he's gonna uh, slap the Miz. And I want to say no on the Drifter. The Drifter did so? nothing involved with with these people uh, this week, so I don't think he's gonna be involved at this all. week. But last week the Miz uh, punched him. Yeah, he sure did, and ended the match. Listen, I think I think the same thing is gonna happen. This is wrestling. Lots of people get punched. Yeah, but did you see the look in the Drifter's <laughs> eyes before he drifted the out? Maniacal look. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Drifter will, will be involved, but I do think that uh, I do think Dean will get disqualified Samson. for some reason. What's that guy's name again? Elias Samson. Elias the Samson. Drifter. But I think your 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 assumption is correct. I think the Miss is walking away with this one. All right, main event time: the Fatal Five Way to determine the number one contender of the Universal Championship. The coolest thing about this is because there's only one winner. It means that Nomdar is going to have a lot of snacks. <laughs> At the end of this uh, this main event. We'll have a lot of flesh to feast upon. <laughs> okay, uh, again, I, I have no idea who's going to win this one because I am so bored <laughs> and I don't care about any of these guys. Okay, so looking at the list, we got Roman Reigns. Yep. We got little Roman Reigns, <laughs> Seth Rollins. We got shitty predator Finn Balor. We got Bray Wyatt, the man without a home. And we have Samoa Joe. Samoa what? Samoa that Joe. Oh! Uh, I don't think Bray's going to win. Okay. You're just going to go process of elimination. Process of elimination. So no Bray for Ron. No Bray. Uh, This is the one that Finn is kind of like coming back from. Why did he lose his title before? He tore his labrum. So they just took it from him. They took it from him. There's a really great documentary about his recovery. I'm sorry, did you say a two-week recovery? No, I said they they told him he's too weak to have the title. Yeah, no, no. Rip your labor and see how much work you do. It took him like nine months to recover, man. Yeah, but he can still have the title. Okay, sure. I mean, I guess Brock Lesnar's never on the show and he has the title. What What does it matter if Finn Balor does? Anyway. Okay, so... He lost because he, because he broke his arm. The only person who I don't think... Okay, I don't think Bray is going to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Seth is going to get it because him and Roman are the same guy, but Roman's bigger. Okay. So if one of them's <laughs> going to get it... sense. If one of them's going to get it, it's going to be Roman. So I think it's either going to be Roman because they're trying to trying to get him over mm-hmm. for everybody and mm-hmm. nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be Finn because mm-hmm. he's got to get his title back. Yeah. Or it could be Wildcard Samoa Joe. Yep. I who are you going with? I am going to go with Wildcard Samoa Joe. Okay, I'm going to go with Finn then. All right, cool. I think that's a pretty logical choice. Okay, is I Finn like going to gonna show logically. up. Is Finn going to show up in, in beast mode? Mm, that's a good question. I, I would say signs point to yes. He usually really? does for, for big matches like this. It's 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 kind of his shtick. I was but, thinking I mean, they haven't this. really incorporated it at all since he's been back. So I was thinking about uh, Finn and how he has this uh, other other side of him. Yeah. Are there the other demon. wrestlers who are like this? Not so much. I mean, kind of. Like, the Kane has Kane and the Demon Kane. He like does wrestle without the mask and stuff I didn't like know that. that. Okay, yeah. so my question though, it's pretty unique. To is there out. ever a wrestler, kind of like Seth Rollins? Like, what if Seth Rollins was just I'm Seth Rollins, I wrestle, but then like when he gets real angry, he actually like just transforms into Roman Reigns, like a bigger <laughs> version, <laughs> like it's like it's a two guys, but they look close enough alike, and one of them is significantly bigger, so it's like an actual Hulk thing. But like the oh smaller guy gosh. is still tough enough that he can fight matches on his own, and he does normally. 
But then, like, in the middle of a match, it could go dark, and then he comes out as the bigger version. Has that ever happened? This may come as a surprise to you, but no, it has not. Why? See? I would be so good at what, that. What they, what they should do is they should have Jimmy and Jay Uso, when they, when they fuse, they become the rock. <laughs> yeah, like that. Or they become Samoa Joe. They become Samoa Joe, yeah. Or they become Roman Reigns. I don't know. I mean, I said The Rock because they're actually family, which, you know, kind of makes yeah. sense. Wasn't well, uh, Roman? Yeah, Roman is as well. Uh, Samoa, but no, Samoa Joe is not related. I was, it was just rude of me. Yeah. How Excuse me. Uh, boy, you're just like, you know, striking know. out this week. I'm being that guy. Yeah. I'm the I'm the heel. So I I think like I said I think I I'm want to go explore with... this more actually. <laughs> it's like an Enzo and Bi- like Enzo and Big oh Cass. If Enzo, I feel like if Enzo cleaned up a little bit and didn't look like an idiot, yeah, then well, he... Big Cass would have to get all those shitty tattoos. Oh gosh, which would really just be a bummer for him. <laughs> uh, what about like a like Alexa Naya? Alexa <laughs> Alexa Naya. What if what if the gimmick is that like Alexa? climbs into like a like a mech suit kind of thing <laughs> naya's not real she's just a fleshy mech suit that alexa climbs into she pilots her she's just a disgusting mech suit <laughs> oh boy any See, other any other theories here you want to you want to pause it who doesn't <laughs> well my next who does gnome dar transform what? into no gnome dar <laughs> gosh be, I don't know what Nomdar looks like, so I can't figure out who he would, who he would climb inside of as a flesh suit and <laughs> ride around. <laughs> oh, what are the what are the odds? Um, what are the odds that in this this match, this uh, I forgot the word, the uh, intergender. Oh, inter- yeah. Okay, mixed is that the right tag. word? Mixed tag match. The mixed tag match. What are the odds that uh, a man fights a woman? Zero. Zero. Zero percent? Uh, yes. For I mean, think I think for anything more than a shove, about zero percent. So if if these were bigger names, when is it going to happen? We've been over this on WWE. Never, never. I don't think so. But when's it going to happen? I don't. They're think making it. strides. Just, just go watch Lucha Underground. They have intergender matches all the time. Well, I want to see these fools do it. Well, because I don't want to. I don't. Okay, I don't want to like pull another wrestling property into my life. You don't want to learn more about that at all. No. Maybe. Well, then you just don't get an intergenerate. Maybe wrestling. it's a bonus episode of some kind. There you go. So the odds are slim to none. I would say slim to none. You don't think Sasha is going to slap Nomdar? I could see it. Like I said, I think a, a shove or a slap could happen, but I don't think that like that will be the extent of it. It will be like a one strike kind of thing. You don't think Nomdar is going to chew on the flesh <laughs> of Sasha Banks? <laughs> Immediately pick Sasha's bones clean. No, I don't think that's going to happen, Ron. <laughs> as much as you as you hope it will. I don't think so. I do think that this Fatal 5-Way match will be it will be a great match. I, I hope it'll be a great match. Yeah, you think Samoa Joe is going to... Why do you think Samoa Joe? I mean, mostly just because I think... I think it's the least expected thing, and I think because this basically doesn't matter, I think that they're going to try and do something unexpected. And I mean it doesn't matter because I think that they're basically just going to feed this person to Brock Lesnar. And Yeah, that's my next question. Does Samoa Joe stand any chance against Brock Lesnar? I mean, I, I think absolutely, but I don't think that in the way that WWE wants to book it, they will. I think any of these guys like could beat Brock Lesnar. I think any of these guys could put on a great match with Brock Lesnar if they book it the right way. But the way they have him booked right now... I don't really think so. I mean, for me, they don't want to see Roman Reigns lose to Brock Lesnar yet. They don't want to see 
they probably don't want to see Seth Rollins lose to Brock Lesnar. They don't want to see Finn Balor lose to Brock Lesnar. They don't give a shit about Bray Wyatt, so he could walk away <laughs> winning w- winning this thing. Bray's already lost to Brock, right? But certainly countless times. Okay. Um, in, well, I mean, to that end, I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns has lost to Brock Lesnar as well. Uh, Seth Rollins, I don't know if he's... Fa- oh, yeah, he has in a great triple threat match with John Cena. It was great. Um, but Samojo, they've got basically nothing to lose here because he's just so fresh to the WWE audience that, like... He can take a loss and have it not be a big deal. And I think in the process, I think it would it would help to build him and, and put a lot of legitimacy behind him. Plus, I just think it would be a really, really good match. Like, they are two guys that I think are both physically large and will look good together in the ring. But Samojo's style is much more, uh, like, agile and athletic, and it'll be, it'll be entertaining. You're laughing at me. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm just... Just thinking about Gnome Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, I guess... <laughs> I hey, probably... guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I should thanks probably leave following. you alone so you can find more time to think about Numdar. Thanks for following us on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks for emailing us, blindtagcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. at blindtagcast on Twitter. If you want to share our Twitter handle with some of your friends and let people know about the show, we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, definitely, you know, obviously, any kind of word spread about us, we're not paying to advertise this show or do anything like that. So anything you can do to help spread the word would really, really be a benefit to us. Keep so. rating and reviewing. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate that. There's currently a, um, if you go into the Apple podcast app and look at like there's a section that's collections and it's a, there's a, prof- a collection of professional professional wrestling podcasts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we are not on it and i i <laughs> felt personally affronted that there are there are shows on there that haven't posted in over a year mm-hmm. and who have fewer reviews than us that are on this list you hear that tim cook i know you're listening i know you're listening to our show tim cook tim cook is the ceo of apple you oh, I, I knew that. <laughs> if you know Tim Cook, please send him an email. Tell him that we're mad about this and that we want to be on that list. Too. Hey, I got an email from Seth Rollins. Did oh, you, you get did? this one? Yeah, it literally says from Seth Rollins, and then the subject is watch me dominate the fatal five way at Extreme Rules. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth thinks he's going to win. Here, I can prove it to you. Do you see that what bottom, is... that bottom one there? What in the world? <laughs> My buddy, my buddy Seth sent me a personal email. <laughs> watch me dominate. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch you dominate, Seth. Uh, b- boy, uh, I think that's a phishing scam. I don't know. I've been doing some weird Googles lately. <laughs> Seth Rollins dominate. All right, let's get out of here. Dot com. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening. We'll uh, talk to you after uh, after the fallout from Extreme Rules. Uh, I've, I'm Matt Raddick. I've been your face. I'm Ron Dolphalato, and I've been your gnome dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Because you're